Welcome to our episode of Malum Discordiae by Ashlyn Druick. This book does come with a trigger warning at the beginning. This book contains references to animal cruelty, alcohol and drug use, death of children, murder, suicide, and dubious sexual consent. So please, reader discretion is advised. I have the perfect cup today. And since this is not a visual medium, just know that it is a hot cup that says murder on it with a shit ton of crows. The other side does say I just love a good murder, but it's a great cup. I got it at the bookstore and it's hot chocolate. Solid. Hot chocolate sounds good. Yeah, I was craving I always it the put other some day. raspberry and mint in my hot chocolate. Yeah, I didn't want and I didn't get that fancy. Just hot chocolate and extra marshmallows. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, this week... We read Malum Discordiae by Ashlyn Druick, and this book is an M.M. romance with a side of paranormal It's got paranormal, witches, necromancers, blood feuds. All um, kinds of stuff. Oh, literally so much stuff in it, but you know what, though? So much stuff. (laughs) I was cool with it. I just liked it. So, so much, much stuff. stuff. <laughs> so much stuff. <laughs> Malum Discordiae features Cassius and Graham as the main characters. They are youngins. Yeah, Cassius is 18, I think. And Graham, though it was never fully stated, but he's a freshman where Graham is 19 and a sophomore. So I went with mm-hmm. that. Cassius is a necromancer witch. And Graham is a stormbringer witch. But he doesn't know in the beginning that's what it's called. No. He just thinks he's a nature witch. This book starts off real quick. Yeah, it does. So we start the book in Cassius's point of view. He is looking for some missing folios that sounds like has been missing from his family for a long time. And his cousin is getting impatient with him because he feels like that's all he ever does. And ends up dragging him to a party. And at this party, Cassius meets Graham. And like Crystal says, this book starts fast. Yeah, it really does. I wasn't (laughs) expecting that right at the beginning. But you know what? It's fine. Yeah. I don't think Ariel was expecting that either, probably. And they had like an instant attraction. And there was some weird stuff with the storm and the lights and Graham is basically like hey let's go somewhere a little bit more quiet and less chaotic and oops your pants just dropped yep (laughs) oops my mouth is on your dick but really (laughs) but you know what Cass really likes that shit I've said it before and I'll say it again I do not mind me some action right in the beginning of a book I'm not offended by that. And they, I'm totally here for it. They gave you some, Ariel. They did. And Cassius was going to reciprocate. However, they were interrupted. Cassius's cousin that dragged him to the party yanks him out. And we learn that, dun, 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 there's this long-standing feud between Cassius's family 
and Graham's family, because this book is basically like Romeo and Juliet. You're welcome. Kind of. <laughs> with, but no, they even put mentions of no, it I and know. quotes in it throughout the book. It was, that's the vibe. So we find out that Graham's dad murdered Cassius's mother. And Cassius's mother murdered Graham's brother. Do we know why? No. no. Just know feud. that the reciprocation for his mom murdering his brother is they killed the mom because of the murder and the it's wild. Lots of murder. Okay. Murder yes, straight up at lots. the gate. But yeah, the feud's been going on for like 300, 400 years now at this point. Literally since the first basic ancestor of their entire congregation and their town. This has been going on since then. From what's her face? Stupid Mary. Bloody Mary. It's not Bloody Mary. It's something It's else. not. It's something else, <laughs> it's Mary. Like Dark but... Mary or something like that. But whatever. Bloody Mary. <laughs> Bloody Mary now. <laughs> so then one week later, it's time for school to start. Tenebros University. And like I said, Graham is a sophomore and Cassius is a newly starting freshman. They see each other once again. Confrontation time. And it should be said that the main reason Cassius didn't know who Graham was, you know, prior to Graham sucking his dick was because he had been in England at a boarding school. <laughs> Sorry. Well, once his dad killed his mom, Cassius's dad was like, oh, I need to protect my kid. And sent so, him off yeah, so he sent him off protection. to a boarding school and he's been at boarding school this for the last six years. So he, yes. he just has been there. So he doesn't know what Graham looks like. He knows of him, obviously, because of the family feud and everything. Not like name, the game right. show family feud, like actual feud. And so... Him coming back was not expected, so yes. So then obviously Graham didn't know that Cassius was going to be at this school. And so, you know, looks from across the room. Or courtyard. Yeah, that one. <laughs> Crystal never knows if we're outside or inside or really the context around places is. Nah. He had a cloud-shaped door hole. <laughs> You mean outside? Yes. <laughs> That's a throwback right there to what episode ago? Episodes ago? Three. I don't know how many episodes ago it was. I'm at a loss here. Because she can count. I can't. I don't know oh, where man. we are. So they get all up in each other's face. And we learn Cassius has this dark, misty stuff going at his hands because he's having trouble controlling his anger. But Graham does not like that. And he has trouble controlling himself. And he sends a big gush of wind at Cassius and sends him right over the edge of a cliff on accident he was definitely trying to push him but he didn't really know his his own strength he doesn't know his own strengths because he doesn't know his own powers and as soon as he does it he gets the insta panic he's He's like like, but then he's like oh that fucker better be dead (laughs) but then he hears a loud noise (laughs) he heard his head smack in the ground he's like there's no way he can survive that takes off yep peace out girl scout i gotta book it now well, funny story. Cassius is, in fact, not dead because that would be a very short book since he is one of the main characters. Just so, who does Graham find in class? Oh, Cassius. And he's like, what the fuck? Yeah, it's not great. So, yet again, after class, 
Graham starts another confrontation with Cassius because Graham apparently just can't help himself. Cassius is trying to like stay the fuck away from him. And Graham is basically like, I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. I'm not touching you. Fucker. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I think he's, I'm, I honestly think he's just miffed because he didn't get his own dick sucked. And now he's just like, Hey, look at me. I need attention. So, <laughs> Anywho, Cassius is rightfully frustrated because Graham threw him off a fucking cliff. So to get him to go yeah. away from him, he sends his crows after him because Cassius can talk to crows and has a very deep connection with them. And he sends his murder of crows after Graham to kind of peck at him. Except this is broken up by a bystander screaming the whole ordeal. Oh, boy. Except yep. the next day, oh, again, that bystander is found dead. The one who was yeah. screaming. Because there's two yeah. girls. Mm-hmm. The girl who screamed is found dead. Decapitated with her eyes plucked out. Yeah, it's gruesome, man. Yeah, it's quite, quite a lot. Yeah. So, of course, Graham has his panties in a wad. Yet again, and needs to go after Cassius, yet again, and accuse him of being the one to murder the girl. So Cassius is all like, well, I will prove it to you. Let's find out who really did this. Meet me at the morgue at midnight. I wanted to sing a Taylor Swift song right there, but we're not doing that. Why not? We can liven up this. Meet me at midnight. Throw some lavender haze in there. We can do that. Cassius was all like, me at midnight. And Graham was like, that's what happened, folks. I was there. I witnessed it. It's not even 7 p.m. yet. No, but it's really close. And I was at school until 5 o'clock today. So they go to the morgue. Meet me at the morgue. So it's been a long time since we brought up taylor swift that's a record for us we had to pace ourselves we were getting a little too much (laughs) and so we had it was an episode it was just it's literally labeled taylor's version taylor's version at the morgue cassius shows graham exactly what a necromancer can do and brings up this dead girl spirit it does not go that well. No, it does not. Yeah. She did not see whoever did it. Because whoever did it plucked her eyes out before first. she saw them. And she just remembers seeing this very specific knife, knife that Cassius recognizes. And she remembers crows being involved. And he also realizes that a demon is involved by all of this. <sighs> and the big two is good. all he can think is that someone is trying to literally set his family up because everybody has it in for his family. Using the knife is a big key indicator because it is his family's and knife. This, yes, because it's right. Because it's got knife a crow on it. Was a special knife to his family. So they don't get a lot from her because she didn't see that much. And obviously there's a demon involved and it's kind of sketch. So they get the fuck out of there. And obviously Cassius is worried, so he needs to head home. When Cassius is home and is able to look into his family's area to look 
for this knife that the spirit told him about. He just wants to have eyes on it. He had to wait until the house was empty to search for this knife because he didn't want to cause any ruffles or anything like that. He wants to make sure that maybe she's wrong. Maybe he's mistaken. Just He just wants to have eyes on it. And he finds that this knife is missing. And that is not good. He had texted his cousin freaking out about this knife. Cousin came over to talk to him because he said he couldn't talk to anybody else in his family. He couldn't talk to Claudia, couldn't talk to anybody else. Had his cousin come over and he goes, see, the knife is gone, opens the thing up and the knife is there. And Lennox is like, what the fuck, dude? Like the knife is in here. Right. And Cassius is like, uh, it wasn't there. I promise. He goes, no, I, right. I believe you. We got to figure out what the fuck is going on. The next day they're supposed to meet up with their teacher for the shared class they have together individually to discuss their year projects that they're doing for their class. And they're confused because they're both there for the same appointment when they're supposed to be individual appointments. And surprise, their professor, Ainsworth, has decided that he's going to have them do a partner project together. And Cassius had wanted to do a project on creating poison and Graham decided to poke the fucking bear. <sighs> Graham, you dumb, sweet, handsome boy. Graham's project, he wanted to see if it was possible to grow poison apples because as far as his family's concerned, they believe that Cassius's mother gave his little brother a poisoned apple from their poison apple orchard. Because apparently she is the witch in Snow White. The old hag. So it's not well. It's not well. Yeah, um, no, because Cassius is very pissed at this because he knows the reason that he's saying that and does not go so well. Well, everybody does, even Ainsworth. And they're well, like, Ainsworth is like, you are, yeah, you are definitely working together and you are going to do this kindly and nicely together and there's going to be no problems. No problems. And Ainsworth is a formidable dude oh, he just smacks he, them around with his like tree branches oh, for sure. all the time. he kind of like i had a lot of suspicions about like a lot of fucking people in this book i didn't trust anybody i trusted nobody except for the two of them that's all i trusted trusted nobody good vibes with ainsworth i don't know i felt like he was in the right place he was trying to push them in a good direction yeah more things happen like later i'm like ooh. we all know that i have a really poor gut instinct so like but you also read more, like, lightheartedly, I think, than I do. I tend to, like, gut read and figure out vibes, and you're just, like, down for a good time. Don't put that out in the universe. <laughs> in one respect, it's really, <laughs> it's sometimes more fun for you because some of those twists and turns and surprises come at you Yeah, because I think bigger. you're just... You just sometimes get a little too analytical with it. And so you're just focused on and that. most of the time I know ride. what's going on yeah. and I know who the bad guy is from the beginning. And this is why we don't take her to horror movies because she already knows what happens from the first three seconds. And that's no because I'm going to tell you I knew who the bad guy was from the beginning. Anyways, <laughs> a meeting was called for the congregation to discuss the murder of the young girl. And on the way to the meeting, Graham is attacked from behind and not in the way he wanted to be and all he saw 
was the swirling black mist very similar to what was coming out of Cassius's hands. So he went straight to accusing Cassius. And that's how we get more of the in-depth story of the brother and the mother's deaths, where we find out that the mother found the little boy in her orchard dead on the ground. She scooped him up, ran him back to his home, distraught, hysterical, so upset. Graham will even tell you in this description that he could never make sense that she did anything to him because of her reaction and how messed up she was over it. And that in retribution, no questions were asked, no nothing. She was murdered on the spot by Graham's father. I didn't like Graham's father from the very beginning either. Absolutely. Hard pass on him. He's a douche nugget. So Graham just can't fucking help himself. I feel like that should be the title of this book. Graham just can't fucking help himself. So can you blame him? This man, (laughs) this boy, rather, he's 19. This boy decides he needs apples to work on his project. Who has apples? Cassius' family does. So he scales the fence and trespasses onto Cassius' family's property and starts stealing apples. Well, of course he gets caught. Fucking dumbass. Honestly, he's just poking the bear. Cassius is not happy about this. Graham just accused him of hurting him and attacking him. And now he's on his property, stealing his shit. He's on horseback and he kind of scares the shit out of him a little bit with his horse and makes Graham run away like a little baby. So the next time they see each other, Graham once again is in Cassius's face. He just, again, can't help himself, but he's trying this time. And he's like, I just want to talk to you. I just want to know how my brother died. Cassius, like, full out admits he was, I, I don't know. Right. Like, how would I know like, that? At all. And the thing I do appreciate about O'Graham is, yes, he does go up into his face all the time. But I think he has a little bit more of some of the rage. I mean, they both have a rage at each other. But Graham is always the one to go up to... Cassius consistently he throughout like just feels their... this pull to mm-hmm. him but also he's very young yes he's 19 but he's very young and you can tell by his family situation that he doesn't get much attention and he's truly acting like a child who is starving for attention any attention is attention whether negative or positive it's attention yeah. for him And the big thing with his family being that when his brother died, his mom basically just became a shell of herself and she just stays in a room. And ever since his father's just an asshole and his father's just an asshole. So ever since his brother died, he doesn't get attention from literally anybody in his house. So that's stupid. Well, Cassius doesn't quite understand because he's like, why can't you just leave me alone? Like, why can't we just give each other distance and just leave each other alone. I wonder why. And But he's like, he does feel a little bit of a pull to him too. Honestly, back and forth was just fabulous. It was cute on a level, but it was really young. Well, yeah, they're young. So Cassius shows up. 
to meet him at the fence on his horse and take a horse ride together to Cassius's house. Yeah, they do. And Graham gets really distracted a lot by how Cassius looks in his riding pants. And he's also very afraid to be on the horse. There's that too. He is is scared. Yeah, it's just a whole mess. So they get back to his house and they go to the crypt and they are going to the crypt to get Cassius's mother's ashes because Cassius is going to ask his mom. Along the way, they have a lot of heated bickering. This is foreplay at its finest for them. It really heats up to the point where they're like manhandling each other while they're bickering they're getting like physical in their fights but then it turns now they're so close to one another that it's like super heated and then they're all like well this changes nothing this is just one time and we're just we we can just get it out of our system and then they fuck yeah they do in a crypt (laughs) crypt. and fucking cassius's cum is now on the wall grams is on the floor (laughs) yeah They think they fucking once will get it out of their system. If anybody in the entire universe has ever read a book or been a person, usually one time doesn't really do that. They're done. They get the ashes. Then they go into the house and into Cassius's room to do the whole crossover, ask the mother thing. That does not go well. No, and Cassius leaves out some information to Graham about him doing this. Well, because it's his mom that he's talking to. Yeah, and but he she leaves out the is fact that blatantly that that he could potentially die or get corrupted by a demon by going in through the other side. Just leaves that information. Just doesn't tell Graham at all. But yes, he goes into his talk to his madre. Yeah, and his mom is not happy she wants him to stay way away from Graham like his house is going to be the death of him she keeps saying do not seek outside yourself there's an owl that attacks him in there it is fucked up the owl that attacks him like while he's in here it goes on his actual person out of here like he's bleeding whatever right what happens to his body inside happens happens to to his his body body outside. outside right which then, you know, sends Graham fucking freaking out. He's fucking bleeding. Yeah. He is injured. He's trying to heal up. He's trying to shower. He's trying to, you know, do his thing. And then he's got Claudia, his sister, knocking on the door, trying to come in. Not even really knocking. She's just trying to come in to his bedroom. And he's got Graham in there, which that's not going to end well. So he's basically like, you need to leave. You need to go. Meet me at the library tonight. We'll work on a project then. Just, just go. And he does. So they do. They meet up at the library to work on their project. And Graham is trying to conversate with Cassius, who's back stuck in his head after this whole thing, because he just had all that stuff with his mom. And now he's all in his head about Graham. And He's like, just because our parents hate each other doesn't mean we have to. And he's trying to get Cassius to open up to him and be open to having it not be a one-time thing. And Cassius just wants to work on the project. And he's just basically like, fine. 
and literally blows Graham so that they can work on their project and Graham will shut up. Yep. Blew him <laughs> right in the library. Then they just went about work on their project. Yep. <laughs> Great. <laughs> then Graham is still trying to talk to him and he's like, I don't think she did it. Like his mom. I don't think she did it. But what happened? Like what could have happened? And he gets kind of lulled into talking with Graham and kind of talking about magic and his family's magic and different things that he probably shouldn't be talking about, especially with the enemy that you don't really talk about outside your family, but he kind of gets lulled into that until there's a library announcement stating that they're about to close in 10 minutes. And all of a sudden Cassius had this rude awakening on how dangerous everything that just came out of his mouth was. And it just snapped all back for him. He's such a neurotic little. He really is so neurotic. But I mean. And Ariel definitely resonated with him because she is also. But but do you blame him? It's just because he feels so at ease just talking to him as they speak. The feud is not what's on his mind. And it's only until he gets snapped out of it that all of a sudden, oh shit, I'm supposed to hate this person. So the following Saturday is the Equinox gathering. And all the different types of families tend to stay on their kind of designated sides and times of the gathering and neatly wrap things up. So... Graham knows that Cassius isn't going to show up until well after dark, but he kind of feels like he's there in the woods on his horse and he inches closer. Then he's distracted by all the shrieking because his best friend India is fucking on fire by the bonfire. And of course, everyone's first reaction to this is to blame Lennox because because he's a fire starter, he's a fire witch. And even though Lennox and India are on good terms, because Lennox is part of that family, they're like, family feud, he did it, it's his fault. Yeah, because Lennox is technically part of the necromancer tree, Yeah, they're part of the dark side of the witch clans, and it doesn't go well. And Graham automatically accuses Cassius because he thought he was there so he storms towards cassius's house cassius and his family meanwhile rush home and they ward up in their own house cassius's dad caius is like nobody's leaving here nobody's doing anything because they are not going to risk being blamed for anything because it's so easy for their family to be blamed he's like nobody leaves this house so graham accuses Cassius of everything and Cassius is just so fucking sick of this back and forth it would be too this is like some bullshit especially since Graham is so like in Cassius's face like give me attention then every fucking other time you know you're a bad necromancer you must be the villain it's so fucking frustrating so Cassius is like what is it gonna take to get you to stop accusing me of doing shit Like, I'm not just a bad guy because you think that all necromancers are bad guys. And he gives him this sacred special amulet that his family has that basically makes him immune to any magic thrust against him, which this deflates Graham. And Graham is apologetic again because he fucked up again. 
But Cassius is good too because they give good little apologies to each other. Like, you know, I'm sorry that my family did this to yours. I'm sorry my family did this to yours. They're like, I'm sorry about your mom. I'm sorry about your brother. They did give a lot of apologies that not necessarily are their fault, but just kind of verbalizing things to one another. And then they have an electrified banging because <laughs> then they bang each other and Graham gets so excited that he fucking electrocutes Cassius. Oops. Yeah. Which we find out by this point definitively Cassius has mentioned it a few times by now, but this is when he fully brings it to Graham's attention that he is a Stormbringer. And it's been just over a century since the last Stormbringer. At first he thought he was like some kind of weather witch because he he would blow little poofs of air just to fuck with Cassius all the time. He would just like do and he uses it in sexy time too. But it started getting to the point where like his emotions would bring storms and bring like thunder and lightning and rain and all this other stuff like really tied to his emotions. And so it really like puts forth that he is a storm bringer. So yes, we learn with all the electricity and all the stuff, he's a storm bringer. Cassius is explaining that electrocuting him is not normal, that he probably should be discharging his magic. And he obviously hasn't been. And Graham is like, what the fuck? What do you mean discharging? What does that mean? And he goes, you should have learned all about this discharging during your conversion. And he goes, I didn't have a conversion. And then he confesses that he didn't actually have one because he was supposed to. He was supposed to, but then his brother died. And then basically everyone forgot about it. And honestly, he thought he could get away with it because he thought that if he didn't have one, his powers would just go away. And then when they didn't, he thought if he didn't have one and he couldn't become the deacon. What like they've been the, pushing, which his family has been pushing him to be this entire time when is he the grows deacon, up. which is yes. like the big, the big boss dude of all the people. So they determine that they need to get him a conversion because he needs to be able his to control magic, his magic. Yeah, it's going to be haywire until he does. And Cassius is even like, I can help you. I know some, like Cassius seems to know more about the weather witches than even Graham does. And that's kind of miffing Graham a little bit. Mm -hmm. And he's really frustrated because he's like, why didn't my own family give me this information? Yeah. And of course, Graham was asking Cassius about his and like kind of what to expect. And he goes, well... I think it's a little different for the necromancers. He goes, what do you mean? He goes, yeah, so they put you in a coffin and you kind of have to get yourself out of it. So you either die when you or succumb you succumb to death. When you succumb to death, you make it through. And if you succumb, you, you die through your conversion. If you don't succumb, then you just die. Yeah. So you just succumb. He's like, the fuck? Oh, fuck. Yeah. Yeah. But also, it's kind of like, Cassius is offering to help him even though he knows he shouldn't helping mm-hmm. him with the conversion because I think it's it's kind of dangerous for him to help him too. It's not that it's dangerous. It's just that it's He's not, not trained his... enough really to do it. It's just not his place. Yeah. And he's not a weather witch and he doesn't know as much and it's usually 
like a higher power within the congregation that is in charge of doing it. Yeah. And he doesn't even really know how to do it because there's no written records of any. It's been over a century since there has been the Stormbringer. I mean, they'll have to dig through records. records right. And, and Graham is kind of hesitant. He kind of pushes it off for now. We learn more about Cassius's blood divination. So he uses blood for divination and he's like can a blood see- witch. Right. He is a blood witch. Yep. So he can see into the past and future using people's blood. And for Graham, he feels free to taste it. Blood ingesting it apparently is just the way to go. So the next morning they had spent the night together, not really on purpose, but Graham realizes with a shock, it all comes back to him about India and he needs to also get the fuck out of this house charge his phone yes so he turns his phone on to see if he can get an update about india and checks his messages and stuff gets a little juice on it and then tries to book it oh and yeah come to find out when caius cassius's dad said that no one was leaving this house he meant it and he put a protection barrier around the whole house it was basically like an invisible wall and yeah Graham's not getting through that (laughs) no (laughs) so they're a little freaking out but they don't have to freak out for long because Graham's dad freaks out enough for them yes and he storms the front door Graham's dad has some control issues, to put he it lightly. He tracked Graham's phone when it turned back on, and it showed up being at Cassius's house. So he he storms in and he goes, out. "What did you do with my son?" And oh, Cassius yeah, is like, mad. "He's not here." He goes, "Well, I tracked his phone, and he is here. What did you do with my son?" And I'm like, "Okay, slow." Your fucking role, dude. <laughs> so Cassius Christ. is like, okay, he must have taken the barrier down to allow him through the door. This is our window. Leave me your phone and get the fuck out of here. So he does. And Cassius heads downstairs with Graham's phone and is basically like, what is going on around here? And he, where's my son? He's like, I-, I don't know. And he truly doesn't. He took off. He's like, well, I tracked his phone, but he kept going. Blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, so this is his phone? I found this. I didn't know who it belonged to. I figured I could charge it and figure it out. And, oh, yeah, nobody really believed it well. But he stormed out of there. And Claudia definitely did not believe him and confronted him herself. Like, what the yeah. actual fuck? And then Dum Dum slips up and says the wrong fucking thing. He kind of just verbal diarrheas all the shit like going on and is talking about the murder and, you know, the stuff with the project and the fact that it wasn't just Graham shoving him over the cliff, but he also attacked him with the birds. And one of the girls who saw it is the one that got murdered. And she's one of the girls. And he's like, yeah, there was another one what really like what was her name i don't know so sarah or something so and so should know her sophie whatever has something with an s who cares she finds this information very interesting from the very moment claudia came onto book page i was gonna say screen i didn't like her 
Her mm-hmm. attitude was very over the top. So there's a meeting with an update on India and that there is another surprise body found. It was, in fact, that Sophie girl that also saw the crows attacking. Shock. Ah, whoa. So the boys decide to go back to the morgue to ask this body what's up now. But the morgue is empty. The body's not there. And they realize that the only other place the body could be is the funeral home, the human funeral home. And Cassie's like, there's no way I can break in there. There's no way. He's like, going to the hospital morgue is one thing because I have clearance here, but there's no way. He's like, the only other way to do it without the body, I would need you to go through your conversion first. I would need you as backup. And grandma's like, can't you try to use my blood and maybe you can see what my magic tells you, what I need to do, like try to help me a little bit. So he does, but instead it just shows him a glimpse of the past and he sees Mary being hung. He sees owls. He sees Mary's dead body saying death to all. And it's really creepy and really off-putting for him man really not what he was looking for and it fucking freaks the shit out of him so he wants to get the fuck out of there but before he goes graham kind of forces him to give him his number so they can exchange numbers so they can Um, meet up later to go look through records yes which graham does not think he's actually going to text him which was right you and buddy he's not gonna text me no surprise nope he does actually text him which is good and they meet in the archives of the meeting house to see if they can find any information on a stormbringer or the last stormbringer or more what cassius is looking for information on the names and the items he saw in that flashback and we learn a little bit more about mary in this time And we learned kind of the story that they were told that Mary was a Corbin, which is part of Cassius's family line. She married into the Hewitts, or what will become the Hewitts, part of Graham's bloodline. And it has been said that a girl in the Hewitts household said that Mary did something bad in order for the Hewitts to steal half of the Corbin's grimoire, these folios. And it's... Yeah, because if they're missing folios out of their grimoire, their powers are very declined and they can't use power. So Mary Yeah, did it's something incomplete. Bad they only have half their spells. They don't yeah, have... Yeah, so Mary did something bad enough that they took them. Says the story I've been told is a girl in the Hewitts household produced evidence that sealed Mary's fate. The Corbins, Mary's birth family, believe the Hewitts orchestrated the whole thing in an attempt to steal a very powerful artifact, a book, while well, part of a book. So we've been killing each other over a century for because of a book. No, we've been killing each other for a century because your family manipulated the law to murder my family and steal from us. And what's so special about this book? It's been lost for centuries. So they're in these archives when a demon comes and. Cassius 
wards off the demon, allowing them to run off, and they go and hide on more of like a sacred ground, which is the Middle Witch Barn. It's where everything started. That, yeah, and where Cassius had just had that flashback. Yeah, and it is the most consecrated place in the town, basically, which would help yep. protect them from the demon. That's why they're going there. And they're chatting about Mary and the folios and all this stuff and what all that means and the war between the families. But they also are alone again. So they kind of get a little make outy, except they're interrupted by crows who have a message saying people are on their way. And it's Lennox and Claudia who are not happy to see them together. Supposedly, no. they saw Cassius's vehicle at the meeting house and Graham's vehicle at the meeting house. And then they saw, I don't know, a demon there. So they, they got and worried. They just kind of like put two together and said that um, they must have gone. They the must have gone here. Middle East Barn. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, India is not doing well. They think that she's possibly been hexed. They had found a demon sigil on the ground by where her body had been from the fire and it looks like the one that Cassius had seen from the spirit originally and I believe Um, it was also on the very first body as well was under her shirt so they agree to do the conversion and they agree to meet on this bridge for it But when they get there and when Cassius is starting to set the circle and is cutting his hand to produce blood to set the circle, every time he drops blood near Graham's powers shoot out of control. And Graham freaks out. Once again, he accuses Cassius right off the bat and starts screaming at him says it's been you all along nothing you've said has been the truth everything has been a lie out of your mouth uh, i can't trust you've been the one doing this I mean, my if powers. all of a sudden his blood is going on the ground and his powers are acting up as soon as the blood's hitting the ground i think that is a but after all this time you would think I it would be a, how do we figure this out not a he's also 19 well and um, cassius was a little more mature he was younger controlled enough so maybe that also means his hormones are out of control too and i don't know probably it's going wild man so they had a huge yelling match about it and cassius ends up using his blood and smears it on his forehead to bless him the strength to be able to stay away from him which freaks graham out even more because graham thinks he like hexed a person (laughs) but he has the amulet so he can't hex him so then we find out that India succumbed to her injuries and she has died. A week later, we have a funeral for her and Graham is still very angry. He's angry about Cassius and all that. He's angry about India. He's now blaming Cassius for basically everything. And Lennox is at the funeral. Everyone's at the funeral. It's expected as part of their congregation. But Lennox at the funeral kind of starts egging Graham on outside. Stupid idea. Very stupid. And he clearly knows more about what's going on with Cassius and Graham than has been actually shared with him. 
which is interesting. And he's super egging him on. And Grandma's getting mad, but he's not feeding much into it, but he is verbally sparring back. So much so that it pisses Lennox off enough to send a fireball at him. The fireball probably wouldn't have been enough to hurt him badly or kill him, but he had the amulet on, so it did nothing to him. But the fact that a fireball was thrown at him made Graham so unbelievably angry with his powers out of control. His powers unleashed a lightning strike at Lennox, basically blowing an entire hole in his chest. So Lennox is dead. Yup. And not exactly something you want to be happening at a funeral while there's an active feud between these two families. No. No, Lennox is bye-bye. So who else is a cloud-shaped bye-bye? Graham. Graham is a cloud-shaped bye-bye. He's a piece of poof, bye-bye. The only thing left in his spot is the amulet. Yeah, he feels really guilty about it because, like, it wasn't his intention. No, and that's the thing is, but he knows that this but is going to cause big. It problems. was his fault. Yeah. Yes. So he left the amulet there. Cassius is obviously distraught and upset and angry. I mean, Graham just killed his cousin. Actually killed him. And Cassius kind of has a good moment with Caius, his dad, where everything kind of tumbles out about everything. And he learns that blood witches and Stormbringers both have more iron in their blood than regular witches. And like will tend to pull towards like in that sense. They're like magnetized towards each other. But Cassius learns of that connection and that's how their powers interact with each other. He's, He's not less angry about Graham killing his cousin. He's very angry, but he just has more information. So weeks of rain later, because Graham cannot control himself. He is distraught and upset and he is just raining. He finally gets the ability to be able to go back to school himself to find out that Cassius has withdrew from Tenebro's university. And he is not happy not about happy. that. <laughs> no. Because he has actually been trying to text and get a hold of Cassius and kind of apologize and try to get him to talk to him on some level. Feels so bad. Right. And his meeting with Professor Ainsworth, when he finds out that Cassius withdrew, is when Ainsworth finds out that he never had a conversion. Ainsworth is like, we now. (laughs) Yeah, we need to fix that. And And then he learns that Cassius was helping him do it. And he goes, He's right. he was planning on helping you do this? Ainsworth calls Dr. Colburn, a member of their congregation and another prominent member of the university, to help regarding the conversion. But while she's there, she also explains the magic connection to Graham. So that now Graham understands that they're like two magnetic sides and that together they're like charging each other like batteries and they make a plan for the blood moon which is soon to be able to do the conversion which would have been the better moon 
for Cassius to have done it with. Well, but they were just going for sooner so that they right. could. They also encourage him to have Cassius be there for it. And he's like, that's not going to happen. I can't get him to talk to me. Like, have you tried apologizing? Have you tried to talk to him? It's like, yeah, he won't let me talk to him. I have a quote from this section about the apologizing because I thought it was funny. Have you tried apologizing? Tempris asked. You know, I did. But Hallmark was out of cards that said, sorry, I killed your cousin that day. <laughs> it was so funny. <laughs> oh, that's funny. <laughs> oh, fuck. So. I'm sorry. I have to no, it, it was funny. So then we have Lennox's funeral. And only the Dark families are invited. So they don't have to worry about Graham being there or anything like that. But it's still overwhelming for Cassius. So he decides to take a ride out on his horse to get some fresh air. And while he's on his ride, one of his crows comes along and lets him know that there is a Hewitt nearby. So one of Graham's family members. So he's very angry. So he goes in that direction and ends up fighting Graham. And they're fighting and fighting but they're also getting close to one another again. So it's kind of hard at the same time because it's like, it sucks because I hate you, but why are you so attractive? What the fuck? But it's fine because then a demon comes along and this demon is a biggin. The regular way that Cassius was using to get rid of the demons before is not working. And tries to explain to him like, no, use me. We're like batteries for each other. Use me. So he does. And he tastes some of Graham's blood. And it allows him to get rid of this big ass demon. But in doing so, it is a great expense to him and his own body. Because he goes flying through the air. And there's just a crunch with his disfigured mangled arm underneath him. And Graham is fucking freaking the fuck out and so now kind of the rules are reversed a little with that side of the family picking up and carrying this person's body to the house right yeah so yeah exactly it's literally full circle stop Cassius is not dead though (laughs) but But he still feels that he is not in a good place right now yeah but it is the same especially where everyone's there for the funeral it's Mm -hmm. like so much worse so he brings his body there and Claudia sees this and Claudia is instantly trying to kill him and crunch all his bones. But Caius, Cassius's father, stops him, has him come in. They take care of Cassius, get him set up, put Graham in a room. And then once Cassius is taken care of, Caius goes back to Graham. Graham makes sure that Cassius is alive and okay. And then he allows Caius to use his blood magic to see what happened. Yeah, because he's like, I didn't try to kill him. I need you to see that this is what actually happened. Like, my blood, see it. I like, Right. Because he wants to prove that he's got nothing to hide. He did. This is not malicious on his part, literally, at all. Right. It's interesting because Caius uses the fire to mm-hmm. see with the blood, where Cassius uses the water. Well, when he's not drinking grams, but... It's just interesting. Yeah. Yeah. Well, because the different sides, I think Mm -hmm. it must be his family that's related to that 
fire, you know. So yeah. So he says that he can go see him, you know, and stay with him, and it's all good. Claudia is not happy about that. Claudia is not happy, but Caius is like, it's okay. Like you're fine, dude. Right. Caius you know who is very is understanding. Yeah, he is. You know who else is not happy? Graham's dad, Cassius. Cassius, Cassius when he wakes yeah. up yeah he's like you need to leave I think he also and... freaks out too because he's like my family is going to see you here well not only that but you killed my cousin at his funeral he's just all the all of it he's just you need to leave I'm just so done with this so you need to leave and he's like you know when you get the book back are you going to kill me you might as well just kill me now kind of thing and he is talking and talking and then he even says something about Lennox telling him about the demon after him too and that sparks something for Cassius and he's like like what and he's like it's got to be a necromancer involved and he's like I need to go talk to my dad we need to go talk to my dad and they go to talk to Caius and it all kind of comes unraveled that someone had to have made a deal with this demon and or but mostly and Someone is controlling this demon. And they're pretty powerful. Right. And Caius decides that Graham needs to stay there in the house for his own safety, which they're kind of worried about Graham's dad, but also he needs to stay for his safety. Yeah. Because clearly, clearly it is after Graham at this point. Kind of been all the things that have been happening. It's usually when they're together, but if it is just going after Graham. So it's right. kind of concerning. He seems that- to be very much the target. Yes. So leaving the house is probably not a good idea. And Caius is saying basically that when I do allow you to leave, you're not going to go anywhere by yourself. You'll go together as a team. It's funny because they're stuck in this house and they're stuck together. And they get talking about the whole university thing and the him dropping out thing. And Cassie's like, don't worry about the project. I did my part for it. Like this is all set. And he shows Graham that he made the poison and he infused them in the apple seeds for him. So all Graham has to do is use his weather magic and get the apple seeds to grow. So he brings them down to the lab and gets them to grow and starts the plant. And they set up this little like ecosystem. So it'll grow pretty quickly for the project. Yeah, and they go for a walk together. Then a crow comes, and he's got this poppet, and it's not good. And there's a bunch of shit sticking out of it. Cassius runs to the crypt, and on the lawn in front of the crypt is a murder of murdered crows. You said that so seriously, and I just had to laugh. I have. Been You've been waiting, waiting to say that, that line. This whole time. And then when you had your mug, I was like, perfect. And they were all like disfigured and like, blood everywhere. Blood everywhere, heads every. It's not good. But the one that came to alert him of it, he actually was able to find its mate. And it's the only one that is not disfigured. And he's able to resurrect it and do his whole necromancer thing. And Graham is so impressed by this. But, you know, necromancers, you know. Well. Bad. So they're all worried about everything. And they're kind of laying low in the house. 
but eventually Caius lets Graham go back to school for Ainsworth's class. But Graham has to go back to his house to get something to be able to go to class. And since he's not allowed out without Cassius, Cassius is goes with him, but he stays in the car because he's not going to go into Graham's house. So Graham runs in and he goes to go up to his room, but he sees his brother's room light on which is really strange because no one ever goes in his room it's like a shrine yeah and so he goes in and looks and there's toys everywhere and his mom is on the floor looking like crazed she's got like her eyes are like red and she's like muttering in latin and she has this little black book in her hand that looks very familiar and very similar to the black book that he saw at Cassius's house, which was the other half of his grimoire. But he's worried because of the Latin words. So he calls Cassius. He's like, listen to this. And Cassius like, get the fuck out of there. Like, you need to get out now. But he didn't get out fast enough. His mom and... was summoning a demon. Mm-hmm. That's what was happening. Yeah. So, luckily, Cassius had heard it on the call and booked his booked fucking his ass, ass in inside. there. Uh, was able to, you know, dispel the demon and get the book and get the fuck out of there. And he tells Graham that he loves him. That's kind of cute. It is kind of cute. And they I don't spend... think he says, I love you straight out, though. <laughs> like, he's like, I think I love you. Something like that. Because then he says, those are the nicest seven words you've ever said to me. And he goes, and I already regret them. (laughs) So they rush right to Cassius's house to look for the demon sigil. They want to know what kind of demon they're dealing with that's constantly being summoned, obviously now by Graham's mom. And they find out that... This is not just some ordinary run-of-the-mill demon. This is a big one. This is one of the grand marquees of hell. And it's not going to be easy to get rid of. Yeah. It goes to say the name and Cassius is like, no. <laughs> literally cannot say that word out loud. <laughs> Bad idea. Bad so plan. they go back to Graham's house because they have another not great plan to get a little bit of Graham's mom's blood to figure out what the fuck is going on? Yep. Is she really doing this? Why is she doing this? Information. Because she's not fully lucid. No, even on because. Her best days. It's no, crazy. because she consistently takes pills every single day because she mm-hmm. is so distraught over her son dying that she wants to basically just be numb every single day. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Yeah. Trying to take blood from her does not go that well. No. She tries to murder. Cassius with her air power and tries to give him air bubbles to kill him. It does not go well, but Graham Mm -hmm. saves him, gets the blood from her and they book it the fuck out of there. But after that narrow escape, the father just came home and saw them. And then they had a narrow escape trying to escape from him attacking them on the way out too. Oh, it's just, geez, Louise. (laughs) So then Cassius does his, divination stuff where he puts the blood in the water and looks and and he sees all of the damage that her summoning all the demons have done like all the killings of the girls 
India, all the stuff. And everyone was pretty confused about it, but... Because why would his mom be trying to kill him? Right. But That's a good question, guys. The next night is the blood moon and his conversion. But it's also the next meeting, and they need to tell people about what's going on and how it's his mom doing this. So they're trying to do them both in one night. They're going to just do the meeting first and then meet up for the blood moon. So they go to the meeting. Oh, Graham's dad's there. He is not happy. No. He's yelling a lot. He doesn't want Graham anywhere near Cassius. It's just, it's not going well. But the boys tell the congregation about Graham's mom and the demon. And they come to find out that it could have only been Graham's mom that killed Cassius's mom because of her magic, not Graham's dad. Because Cassius's mom died from an air bubble. In her in blood. her heart or whatever, yeah. yeah, or, yeah and the on as we know, Graham's mom is air magic. So, and Graham's dad is not the killer. Air magic, I meant. Well, yeah, Graham's, but yeah, but Graham's dad has been killer. covering, but he's for been the covering mom. because his wife's so because she was so distraught over her son dying right. in a delicate place already. We also find the real reason that. Apparently, all the adults of the congregation knew by now the real reason of Graham's brother's death this whole time and that he had heart issues his whole young life and he had a very weak heart and he literally died naturally of natural causes from like some kind of aortic issue and Graham's mother was just so distraught that she just lashed out and killed on the spot. So they demand that Graham's mom stand trial for this. I mean, yeah. Outright murdering. I don't care Cassius's how unwell mom. she is, bitch. Outright er- murdering Cassius's mom and summoning this demon and murdering all these girls. Graham's dad gives that a big fat no and tries to take Graham. The congregation steps up and says, you will not take Graham. And it's a heated back and forth. But they end up winning and they get to go to the conversion. So Graham does his conversion. He goes into the lake and basically electrocutes himself and has to survive that. Long story short, but that is what it is. They have to survive their own powers. Yeah, but it's just so funny because the water's so cold and Cassius is just warming him up so he's not so freezing cold in the water. And then he basically almost He's like, I don't know if we're allowed to help, but... I'm going to do it anyways. There's no rule against it. And then he freaks out because, no like, precedent. you know, Graham super electrocuted and Cass runs mm-hmm. out, like, freaking the fuck out. Yeah. Well, he'd never seen it, you know. Yeah. yeah. So, Graham's fine. And then fucking Graham's mother shows up from across the way, fucking all crazed. weird and crazed and dirty. And basically, like, shoots down Caius on the spot, Cassius's dad with her magic. Oh, and so it's not good. Cassius is using his magic to mm-hmm. keep his dad alive and keep and his blood pumping, keep his blood pumping so his dad doesn't die. So, like, this is poor, but man. he's also like having like ruptures he's... in his own stuff mm-hmm. because he's you know using up so much stuff. So then Cassius's mom appears as a ghost and she explains that 
Graham's mom has been hexed. So then Graham comes over and uses his electric powers as like shock paddles. And as they all work together, they're able to narrowly revive Pius and get him right off to the doctor. But when they look back, Graham's mom is not there anymore. She's missing. It takes them three days of searching to find her. Cassius is in the hospital with his dad, but Graham is searching with the search crews for his mom, and they find her. She is found dead in the woods, hanging. Hanging, I believe, from the exact same tree that Mary was hanging from during the trials. And she's not just hanging by, like, rope, too. Her intestines are out, and it's like a bloody-ass scene for the mom being dead. Which, you know... Not good at all. Pius is thankfully going to recover just fine. And Graham, distraught as he is, is able to be there for Cassius in the hospital. Cassius decides that he is re-enrolling in the college. And behind the scenes, all the necromancers and necromancer affiliated within the congregation have worked together to trap and kill that demon because they had to work as a team to take it down and once Caius is able to come home they have a big dinner at home together as a family and Claudia made a bunch of food Caius is excited about the apple turnovers but she doesn't let him have any she says he has to wait till dinner and they never get to them a little too full from all the food and they go to check on their project to be able to bring it into Ainsworth to to show him. And all the apples that had been sprouting on their tree are gone. They've been picked off their tree. And then, everything comes into place for them. Because who? Who was the other person? Yes. So they rush and go see Ainsworth and find him dying of poison on the floor with the apple turnover and it's a good thing they were in this herbal botany class and that they Mm -hmm. were thinking that Ainsworth made them take and that they have been working on poisons so that they know exactly what counteracts the poisons that were in those specific apples so they're able to give Ainsworth the antidote thankfully just in time and so then they make quick work to try to get to the other figureheads of the congregation that Claudia is making her way through with apple turnovers. God, and an apple turnover sounds so good. Wild. (laughs) It is wild. Wild. Claudia did it. Yeah, wild. So then we have an epilogue. And guess what? They got an A plus on their project. But Ainsworth is like, burn everything and do not replicate (laughs) this. Please. (laughs) Yeah. We find out that Claudia learned that the mom had stolen the Corbin folios and had them in her possession. One night after her shift in the hospital, she saw her at the cemetery and saw her at her son's grave with the book. She Apparently she was trying to resurrect her kid, but obviously that was not going to be successful. Originally, Claudia had only planned to steal the book back, but... Rage. During her research of the family, she found out that the mom was the only possible person who could have killed her own mother. And she put two and two together. And so she 
wanted more than just the book back. She wanted revenge. And when Cassius came home nearly dying from going over the cliff at Graham's hands, that was the straw that broke the camel's back for her. And she had a plan. And so she and Lennox worked together to use Graham's mom as a vessel to summon the demon. And it worked for a little while because it was pointing the finger at Graham's family on some level. But she didn't take into I account. Didn't work in the Cassius end. and Graham. That was the yeah. one variable she didn't think was going to happen. Right. She didn't think that the two of them were going to be a thing. So, needless to say, Claudia is now serving life in the witch's prison, which is basically like a big cement hole in the middle of the woods by herself for like ever. And then at 19 years old, Graham asks Cassius to marry him. Listen, they just went through so much shit. These boys get married. And that's the book. You can't shit on 19-year-olds getting married. I got married at 19. Yeah, how'd that work out for you? Shut up. That was the book. That was the book. Yes, that was the book. Who was your favorite character? So, I liked Graham. I also, though, liked Caius, Cassius's dad. Yeah, I liked Caius, too. Caius was not ignorant to what was happening with the boys. He even openly said that, too. And I liked Ainsworth, too. Ainsworth was good, too. But Caius was so over this feud and just wanted it to be over. And I know Ainsworth was pushing the boys to be together because he's like, with you guys' powers, you guys have the ability to end this feud. Your specific type of magic can, like, bring harmony and like, just end the fucking family feud. Harmony. Yeah, I liked Caius a lot. Yeah, yeah. I agree. He I was think. a good, he was a good dad. Yeah. Who was your least favorite? Fucking what's his face? I didn't like Claudia either, but she, you know, Lennox. No, Graham's dad. Oh. Do I know his name? I forgot it. Don't care. Fucking hated that. I dude. forgot it. I don't care either. I hated him so much because he was so like controlling. <sighs> yeah. And. I understand you covered for your wife murdering somebody, but dude, your wife murdered somebody. I'm going to go with the weak bitch, Marion. I'm going to go with Graham's mom. You know, she was going to be on my list, but I was like, I can't have another fucking mom that I don't like. Crystal can't be the one going down for that. All right. What did Amazon rate this? So Amazon gives it a 4.5 and Goodreads gives it a 4.2. Is there a lot of ratings? 3,000 on Goodreads and about 1,400 on Amazon. Wow. Okay. Mm -hmm. What did you rate this? So originally I rated it a 3.5, but after discussing it further, I realized how much I did actually like it and I'm going to bump it to a four. I rated it a 3.5. It was a good book. It wasn't exactly as much up my alley as I tend to get into. And some of the characters really bugged me. But it was a good book. I enjoyed it. It was a lot better than I thought it was going to be. Do I wish that it was about older characters in theory and I had more of an older vibe? Yes. But that's a me problem. It was written pretty well. I liked the story a lot. And I did like the balance of the, again, the actual I felt there was a lot going on. There was quite a bit. I mean, that's what happens when you've got. Again, that's my me. 
<laughs> yeah. But no, I, I thoroughly enjoyed the book. I enjoyed the story. I liked that it was like the play on Romeo and Juliet, but it's like the extreme version of that with a lot more magic yeah. and death. And yeah, I overall really did enjoy the book. How about your cucumber rating? I'm going to give this a five. I liked the male scenes in this book. I felt like there weren't a ton of them, but this book was mostly about the magic and the story, and that's okay. This book was full of sexual tension, though, so that's why my rating is a little higher on a book that didn't have as many I scenes. I there was a good amount of scenes in this book. I think there's only two actual sex scenes and, like, maybe three blowjob scenes. But still, it didn't seem like a lot, but five. A five. Nothing weird. The electrocuting was kind of cool, but it wasn't on purpose. But I, it was just full of sexual tension and that was palpable on a level. And I just, I don't know, I'm into the MM stuff sometimes, so cool for me. I was going to go with like a 6.5. Same thing. I did like them. The scenes themselves were really good. And I don't read a lot of MM books. So this was, again, more new things. Yeah, this is the kind of MM book that I tend to like, though. Not in the fantasy type of stuff, but like where they are just who they are and they don't have to explain themselves and they don't have to explain who they are and how they like. Nobody questioned them. They didn't have to define themselves for each other. They just were attracted to each other and had it. And then that was good enough. And they were who they are. I did like the story a lot. It was good. Alrighty. Cool beans. It's a wheel time. Wheel time. Wheel of fate time. Where we learn what we're reading the next week in December. this was a you book so the wheel has chosen next week honestly i'm totally faking it by amanda gamble rach is a down on her luck happy-go-lucky kind of lady sure she may be an assistant to personal assistants crashing on her ex-boyfriend's couch and have a whole secret past but mostly things are great until she one meets press an aspiring politician certified capricorn and a definitely unlikable dude. He knows he had a pole done on it. And two, <laughs> accidentally goes viral at the same time. The internet is calling it Boobgate. Boobgate? Yeah. His PR person says they should capitalize on the fame. Press only wants to win an election. And Rach, well, she really just wants to keep her job. Now she must decide if she can be herself and get the guy too, or faking it until you make it is all it's cracked up to be. And yes, it is a rom-com. So yeah, join us next week as we dive into some rom-com. We just did some, you know, witchy stuff. And now we're yeah. doing rom com stuff. And yeah, it should be good. So keep reading. And keep it smutty.